The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. This show brought to you by Jersey Ninja. New items added weekly, superior quality products, excellent selection, competitive pricing, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. That's Jersey Ninja at JerseyNinja.com. Your source for great quality hockey jerseys and performance wear products. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response to you. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're... We're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am crew. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio, Eric, Kylan, and myself. Mike, how's everyone doing? And then, yes. Word up. I did almost screw that up. Just saying. But you didn't. I didn't. Came close. Came real close. How are you guys doing? Uh, The crimson threat is over. (laughs) The football world can breathe freely again. (laughs) Okay. See, good things do happen in 2024. (laughs) Just saying. Okay. Okay. Y'all, I got to share this. I don't know if it made the news where y'all are. Mm-hmm. We are, of course, talking about University of Alabama head football coach Nick Saban announcing his retirement which effective I, immediately. Which I have to say, former Cleveland Browns off- offensive coordinator as well. We'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure the folks down in Miami still love him. <laughs> but, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, so fans down in Tuscaloosa are visiting his statue. Yeah, the guy's got a statue down there. Don't don't be shocked. And they are laying shocked. flowers and balloons shocked. and bottles of Coca-Cola. Oh my gosh. I, I, and I'm like, the dude's retired. The dude's not dead. <laughs> Maybe their football program is for a while. But, oh, the football. But, but here's what Here is what absolutely floored me. Someone got down on the sidewalk in front of the statue and they and they spelled out a giant A. They made a giant A from oatmeal cream pies. What? Oatmeal cream pies in the shape of a of the of the letter A that's in their that's in their logo. 
you know, does some perfectly good eating right there, and you just you're just using it to. Oh my gosh, I can't. You, you waste it on saving. Now, from what I saw, they were still in the individual wrappers. Still a waste. Well, I mean, well, you know, it, it depends on how high your standards are. My standards aren't too high. I wait till everybody was asleep. I'm just saying. No, yeah, I, 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 wait, I would I get wait. the ones that make up the mullet on the top of the A. I'd take those. Of course, now everybody think it'd be an Atlanta Braves A, but still. No, I, I, I wouldn't wait till the guy walks away and is about 25 yards away and go up and start grabbing them, walking up and putting them in my backpack going, thanks for the snacks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I, I, mean, I mean, I totally can. I just can't be using... Oatmeal cream pies for for that. I just no, no. Well, you know, I, if you're really gonna go go Alabama or go home, you put out RCs and moon pies. Mm-hmm. Not oatmeal cream pies, moon pies. Hey, can't mm-hmm. go wrong with RC. I did not say you could. I'll I'll, I'll take RC all day long <laughs> for a choice over. If I had a choice of all the regular sodas, it's RC first, without a doubt. RC first. So. Mm. Uh, check out the homepage, Mighty Marvel, almost another show, MightyMarvelGeeks.net, and support our affiliates, such as Chewing Happy Rebel, such as Biddy Boomers. Use code WeebyGeeks for 15% off your purchase on great Bluetooth speakers. Mm-hmm. Red Flag Workshop. Use Smuggler 3 for 25% off your patch and key ring and sticker pleasures. It's got new, three new patches coming out, all Lord of the Rings inspired. Nice. There's some new key rings coming. Um, two of them are FET related Boba and Jenga. Really Boba and uh-huh. Jenga. The two different colorings with uh, Slave One. I had, cool. fun, I had fun with that one. It's like, oh, this is going to be the easiest. <laughs> Boba's Slave One, Django's Slave One. Boba's green, Django's gray, riding <laughs> blue. Django's, I don't remember. <laughs> so that was fun. Um,. Okay, next next affiliate. Use Wookie Radio at hangar-58.com for all your performance wear needs. They got some great shirts. They really do. I really love the shirts. Mm. Uh, I'm actually looking at possibly picking up one or two more to wear as an undershirt when I play hockey. When I play out, like defense or wing. Not when I play net, because when right. I play net, I wear padded shirt that's got rib padding. Ah. Because, yes, it's got some shoulder and, and lower back. But I got it more for the rib because mm-hmm. I am still fat enough. My chest and arm unit doesn't have adequate rib protection. But I'm, oh. I'm so comfortable wearing this now. Even when I do lose more weight, I will probably still wear a shirt with the rib protection just because I'm just, it's almost a, a, a safety blanket, security blanket right. type thing. Right. It's like I know if I get here, hit there, it's not going to hurt as much if, if I didn't have it. Every little bit helps. Um, use code Wookie for ten percent off your purchase at Rebel Sabers for all your lightsaber needs, and Weeby Geeks at our awesome affiliate Jersey Ninja at JerseyNinja.com. I love that name. <laughs> uh, he's going to be changing it here soon to Syndicate, either Syndicate or Ninja Syndicate. I don't know which. Oh, okay. And, and I love the new logo he's got coming for it too. Um, but. Hockey jerseys, basketball jerseys, performance hoodies, other great stuff. Check them out. Use code WeebyGeeks for 10% off there. 
And use code IntrepidTrio, 20% off at Manscaped. Because, you know, Valentine's Day is right around the corner, guys. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a lawnmower and trim things up for your significant other. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. <laughs> that work? <laughs> okay. So we all swear by by it, without a doubt. I, I think we, we are all comfortable using it. And I actually used the hedge trimmer, the beard trimmer. Mm-hmm. just to see if I could do it because I don't have a lot of hair on top anyway. I used <laughs> it to trim down the top of my head and it worked great. Okay. There and you no, go. no hair pullage there either. So why I am extremely happy with their products without a doubt. Very happy. <clears throat> so use code intrepid trio for 20% off your purchase at manscaped. Your to paraphrase, to paraphrase their motto. There, woohoo! Well, thank you. <laughs> You're woohoo! Well, thank you. <laughs> very much so. Very it. much so. So, oh. um, I got a few stories for us. Uh oh. Yeah, oh, believe me. Uh oh. And then <laughs> we're going to dive into what if. So, first story of the night. It's a comic story. Marvel confirms fan favorite character will become. The new Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider in the sky. If I don't hear the word Nicolas Cage come out of your mouth, I'm leaving. It's a comic, <laughs> not MCU. I know. I want this guy to look exactly like Nicolas Cage. No, they need to bring back Nicolas Cage for the MCU as Johnny Blaze. Yes, but it'll make more sense and people will be able to connect the dots better if but, the Ghost Rider in the comics looks like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, right. but get get rid of, but still, the other two films are not MCU canon. No. Just bring Nick Cage back. <laughs> so anyway, the, f- the villain who will take on, it's a villain, who will take on the mantle of Ghost Rider has been revealed. Hmm. Johnny Blaze will no longer be the spirit of vengeance when Gold Rider, Go- Gold Rider, Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't been drinking. That's that's in Vegas. Uh, Ghost Rider Final Vengeance launches later this year from writer Benjamin Percy and artist Danny Kim. Uh, speaking of which, I am in the works of getting Ethan Sachs back on the show. Whoa, Wait. that'll be cool. I'm thinking this is episode what issue? 460? 460, somewhere like that? Or 440? Because uh, I thought last week was issue number 439 or this will 459? Be, this will be... This is episode four, or issue four. Issue. Issue 440. 440. So, I think nine more weeks for issue 450. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We get Ethan Sachs. Okay. How's that sound? In the words of Professor Charles Xavier, make it so. <laughs> uh, I don't think Xavier said that. His split personality did. like him then. Yeah. It'd be the same guy that said engage. Well, I said that once, but I got divorced 13 years later. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, the dad jokes have started. Um, so the hood, Parker Robbins, will be getting a flame skull and all the powers that come with being Ghost Rider. Okay. If, I can see that. If you thought the hood was dangerous with his demonic cloak and dark mystical abilities, just wait until he gets his hand on the spirit of vengeance. Wow. Now, some villains you know all too well, Dr. Doom, Thanos, Mephisto, who is the most anticipated character to appear in the MCU, which can wait another decade. 
<laughs> because I'm being spiteful. Um, but I find it especially fun to bring the lesser known baddies out of the shadows and give them a shot at a starring role. That's why I did with Omega Red during X Lives or X Lives of Wolverine X and X Deaths of Wolverine. And that's what I'm doing now with Ghost Rider, Percy explained. The Hood wants a taste of the big time, and he's made a deal with the devil to help him on his way. This is what happens when the spirit of vengeance is stripped away from Johnny Blaze and grafted onto a character who has norm, no moral compass. An epic, an epic crime saga flavored with horror awaits readers in Ghost Rider Final. I thought we already had that storyline with uh, uh, Robbie Reyes. Uh, no, 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 my no. bad. It's like the spirit was a demonic spirit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, this cover that they're showing <laughs> looks pretty cool. And I'm assuming those are supposed to be desert eagles. Let me look. That he's holding. Uh, let's take a look here. Either way, they look cool. Uh, well, I don't want to meet him. I in think in a former life, they may have been desert eagles. Uh, yeah. They're, yeah. they're demon eagles now. <laughs> they're just big honking semi-autos. Yeah. But bad, I do like the design yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. they look great. Because when he puts them together, it does look like the double barrel shotgun. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, I can't, I like, you know, that's the thing, like, I love that double barrel shotgun, man, but that this looks pretty good. I really yeah. dig the look of this. Yeah. Although I do miss the flaming skull. Granted, his skull is still flaming, but it's covered with the hood. Right. Right. Now, would it make more sense if the hood was smoldering a little bit? Mm, I could see some smoke in there. Yeah. Yeah. Smoke would be a nice touch. Yeah. It's it's almost like the the hood is is flame retardant, but it's still able to smolder. Yeah. So, um, moving right along. Last of Us, a Mandalorian star, Pedro Pascal, has dropped out of Weapons, an upcoming horror film from the director of Barbarian. Why? Fantastic Four. So I guess it's uh, it's official that he's going to be Mr. Fantastic? I guess so. Bad mistake. Sorry. <sighs> it's not the casting choice I would have done. Marvel. No, it's, Sorry. it's not the casting choice I would have done either because I would have been pushing for Pretty Prince Jr. Right. Yeah. Now, Pedro Pascal, potentially as Johnny Richards? No. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Johnny's, Johnny's young. Johnny uh, Storm? That's what I meant. Uh, what about Pedro as Doom? I know. see that. No? Uh, I, no. I I don't think he could go hard enough to be Dr. Doom. It, what, what's another? Okay. Did you, did you ever see him in uh, Equalizer 2? No. He... He's a villain in Equalizer 2, and oh my god. Yeah, in, in Equalizer 2, he's a villain. He's also a villain in Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Um, yeah. He's a, he's a bigger jerk in Equalizer 2. Like, um, yeah. I, See, I, still, I, don't, I don't remember him enough in Kingsman, Golden Circle. He was Whiskey. The, we had the, the guy oh, with that's the bullwhip. Right. Yeah. yeah. I still see, don't, that I don't see it. Yeah. Now, is there First another? All, is there another Fantastic Four villain he could play? Psycho Man. Okay. Old Man. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what? Is, do we? Does this film? Do we really need Doom right away? No. You, no, you do not do Doom. Right. Doom could very yeah. easily be the replacement for Kang. Yeah. True. In, in the next Avengers movies, because 
Doom is as big an Avengers foe as he is Fantastic Four. Right. And did I say let's put Pedro in as Psycho Man? How about Mole Man? Oh, I think he could do Mole Man. I think he could do Mole Man. But I, and this is the thing. If you put Doom in a MCU movie, that is going to be the most important casting choice since Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, and Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, you cannot screw this up. Mm-mm. But you know, Scott Lang, you couldn't. You, I don't think you cast anyone else but Paul Rudd for that. Either. I mean, right. I, I understand what you're saying, but Doom is just such a he's a presence. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Now, granted, I felt the same way about Batman prior to Michael Keaton getting cast for the role. Right. And he pulled it off. He totally did. I think he's still the only one outside of Adam West to have been able to hold it off. I'm not, only for me, my top three Batmans from the distinguished competition, live mm-hmm. action in this order, Michael Keaton, Adam West, and Affleck. Okay. Is Ben Affleck's Batman definitely hits more along the lines of Frank Miller, bitter old Batman. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of that comes from the fact that Kevin Smith trained him very well or taught mm-hmm. him very well about Batman. And okay. it's very well known that the two of them talk Batman a lot. Okay. So it's just whoever you do, get, whoever they do get to cast Doom, get to play Doom. Mm-hmm. They, this is a person who's just going to have to be so he's going to be larger than life. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Because Doom is larger than life. He is not an evil man per se. He is just supremely arrogant. Right. Yes. Yeah. And supremely confident. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, 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 and yes, it's an ego, but it is not a I've got something to prove ego. Right. Right. It's just I am the ultimate power on this planet. You just don't acknowledge it yet, but you will. Right. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Feige, if you're listening and you really should, because we're freaking geniuses. <laughs> don't that, screw up. Doom. No. Get Doom right. You got Loki right. Right. At least before you put him on Disney Plus. You got Tony right. Yes. And right now, there's no one else you could have put there. That. No. That has lived. He didn't need to research the role. He lived it. No, he, he 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 was the role. He was basically playing himself. Right. It's almost like Tony Stark was written written around him in the comics. And actually, Morton Downey, Downey Jr. No, not Morton Downey. Robert Downey Jr. was like Morton Downey Jr. <laughs> lived Tony's life in a roundabout way. But more getting back to Pedro. Um, Marvel has not made it official yet, even though the industry trades have been reporting it for weeks, that Pedro will play the role of Reed Richards. He could still have a big role in the film, and that's why he left. Right. And not be Reed. So, would it be a shock if they do come out and announce that Marvel officially announces, he's not Reed? He's been. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know about Ben. But, But here's the thing. I mean, how much of the Mandalorian was CG? That's true, too. How much of his performance was CG? Well, a right. lot of his performance was, was spotty dubbed. Which he provided the voice for. Right. Right. 
but I don't, I don't see him. I don't hear his voice as as Ben. But I don't either. He speaks English too well. Who, who's the Who's the military general that works with Fantastic Four a lot? Could see him there. General Hager. Yeah, I mean it's a different look for Hager. Mm-hmm. I can see him as yeah. Hager. Right. Well, Andre Brower played him, and he's just recently passed away. Yeah. Right. I would still be a um, major role. Yeah. Right. Hmm. I know things that make you go, what? Okay. Well, he couldn't be Happy Hogan. Um. No. Wait a minute. Let's see. What about Bagman? <laughs> yeah, be not Holland. hardly. Tom Holland um, needs to appear in an end credit scene as Bagman. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about Wyatt Wingfoot? Yeah, it's a possibility. Well, see, here's the thing, though. Wyatt Wingfoot is Native American, and I don't know if they would change that character. Well, yeah, that's the point. That's the point. I, I, I see that, but I also go, look what they did with Namor. Right, but see, the thing is... They, they took them from Atlantean to, to Incan. Right, but Atlanteans aren't real, so... Unless Atlanteans are real, but, you know... How do you... It, how, it'd be different. Yeah, so, you know, I don't do you, know. How do you know I'm not... <laughs> because you're you're above water for way too long. You would have to be, like, at least, like, 50% human to be able to be on be above water for as long as you are. If the other company could have it, so can Marvel. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, although I mean, Nate, Nate, Namor was what half human anyway, right? Wasn't he? Supposedly. You no, know, he just had issues. So you know, we all have issues. That's why we do this show. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. Four hundred and forty issues in, the truth is finally revealed. <laughs> no. Um. So, yeah, what are y'all's thoughts that he's leaving this horror sh- movie, this horror project, to go do because of Fantastic Four? I I am not a horror fan. Right. I'm not a huge horror fan. So I would say I'm, I'm not sad that he's leaving a horror thing for it. Same. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with Derek. Like, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a horror fan. I'm just not. Um, and to be honest with you, I had a feeling it's more of an inevitability that um, Pedro Pascal comes to the MCU because, uh, well, you know, he's everywhere else anyway. So <laughs> I figure he may as well come over. Um, I I don't know. I was, I was there was this part of me that was hoping that he would not end up in a uh, the have any role within the uh, Fantastic Four. I don't know, because I often feel like that when you're at that level that you kind of tend to overshadow the entire project unless you're sharing the screen with a bunch of other actors at the same level, like no same level of notoriety. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm glad to see him in the MCU. I just kind of wish it wasn't Fantastic Four, but that's just me. Well, let, let me pose this question. Since you mentioned something about overshadowing, did he mm-hmm. overshadow the rest of the cast in uh, in Wishful Woman '84? No, but that, honestly, that role, the role that he was in, like that, that was all a train wreck. So, no, 
that that whole thing. I barely even remember that movie. And I, when you met, now that you mentioned it, I'm just for now remembering that he was in it. So, you know, it, it was a train wreck. So, no, he didn't. Just had to put it out there. I, I legit forgot that he was in that man. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you like how I called it wishful woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was a total wish. Mm-hmm. Total wish. I wanted to. Like it. I really wanted to like it because I liked the first movie. I was really wanting to like the second one, but, but the no. first one was great. This one, yeah. we wish there was a Zack Snyder wasn't involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um. Well, let's go ahead and dive into it. Thursday, what please get quiet. Gentlemen, it's time for the Fantastic Four takeaways. Let's get right into what if. All right. So, Eric, why don't you give us your first number four? Fantastic. Okay. I am going to go ahead and get this one out of the way. I did not write these down prior. I'm making these up on the fly. Um, so if I do say that was my number so-and-so, y'all know I'm just BSing. But I think this may be one of the last times we see the original voice talent come back to voice their characters in an animated setting. Mm-hmm. That is due to the recent agreement that sag after has made with the studios. Um, for allowing the use of AI-generated voices. Right. Um, now, this is it, – it's kind of a gray area, but I, th- I think the, the main backlash that's been coming to this is that the voice actors – I mean, this is what they went on strike to prevent. Right. And less than two months after they come back to work off the picket line, well, <laughs> the, the union – the, the union leadership does this on them. But it, basically what you have, for, for those of you who don't know about this, if a, if a union member actor, actress, um, gives the studio permission to use their voices, it's almost like a, you know, use my likeness right. uh, clause. So it's kind of related to that. But if they do allow that, if they agree to it, then the studio can use that car- that person's voice in perpetuity. Now, every time they do, is this is my understanding, every time that they do, mm-hmm. the person gets a check, and of course the union gets a cut of it. Right. Right. So, so if you are Chris Hemsworth or Chris Pratt, all you got to do is go in, do one recording session to build up a catalog. And then you don't have to do you don't have to go back to the studio a single day, but you're going to get checks for it. Mm -hmm. And also, if you're talking about an actor or actress who has passed away, whoever's managing their estate can make the same deal. Right. So imagine if Chadwick Boseman's estate makes that agreement with Marvel Studios. Mm. Bada bang, bada bing. We've got T'Challa back in animation, right? Which there's been talk of an animated series. Oh no, live action series. You don't need it, or you might could get it, but you use body doubles and CGI, right? Yeah, which it would be easier to do animation. But the the downside of this 
if you're not already a card-carrying member of SAG-AFTRA, there is literally no incentive for you to try to enter the voice acting industry. Mm. Because now all you got to do is kind of like, well, well, I'm, a pl- I'm, I'm auditioning for this role. Oh, no, sorry. We, we've got Chris Pratt on AI. He's going to be doing that. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah. Right. It's, it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like if you get Kevin Conroy's estate to, you know, to sign this agreement, there is literally no reason to ever cast another voice actor for Batman. Right. So I think sooner rather than later, all animated shows on Disney Plus, and I'm talking about like What If or any of the other ones that are going to be animated. And I think that this is going to result in more animated stuff being done instead of live action. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you'll be able to do it cheaper because you won't have to pay the voice actors as much. Right. So that's that's why I believe that this is one. We're seeing the beginning of the end for most voice actors. I think so. I'm sorry to, to start things off with a really dark take, but, you know, there we have it. Well, no, it, it's, it's a reality. Right. And, and it's I briefly saw the news or the headline yesterday. And I wasn't sure how I was. I felt about it. But once I knew more of the story, I' not happy. I think SAG let their actors down. I have heard a lot of takes on this on uh, social media, and one of the one of the best quote unquote best takes that I have seen has been somebody who said SAG after saw the writing on the wall. That sooner or later, AI is going to take over the industry. Mm-hmm. And this way, they're at least cashing in on it. Right. Yeah. Right. They're at least making sure that their members are, are going to benefit. But I, I mean, it I, doesn't I, make it any, I don't know, it doesn't make it any less depressing. It doesn't make it any less um, stab in the back kind of feeling. But the logic is understandable, right? Yeah, mm. I don't. I don't think this benefits the actors at all. I really don't. I think this hurt. I think it hurts more than it helps. And yeah. this and this is SAG just going in, going, yeah, we're gonna, you. We broke you down really hard publicly for months, and, and and we really we didn't give you a wrist slap. We literally caned you. But now that you come back with this and that. And this proposal, yeah, we'll throw you a bone. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, it is that is. I go through that here. Uh, okay, I'm not getting to this now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I lit no, that fuse. No, I'm I'm able to put that fuse out. See, I'm I'm putting it out. <laughs> um, because uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a route I I really don't want to go. Mm. Because I will open up a can of worms. <laughs> And Plans even though I'm not. on medical leave, it can still get me in trouble. Right. But then again, I'm not going to say anything that I wouldn't say to a certain person's face that's with the company, but not associated with management. So I'll just leave it there. <laughs> and I'm pretty safe with that because I don't think they listen to my show or to the show. Well, let's, let's just leave that there. Right. We don't leave clues. We don't leave uh, mm. hints. No, 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 no. Oh, no, that was a baited trap that I left. <laughs> <laughs> and if they do listen to the show, well, you know how to get a hold of me, and we'll talk. 
because I won't hold back. Anyway, Kylan, you're number four. Uh, so my number four is more of a question. Like, we got a new character. I mean, yeah. I, I, I like I liked her. Don't get me wrong, but I was surprised that you know this is what if, and you know this is where we're you know getting alternate takes on established and known characters usually uh didn't you know so uh to get a a whole new character um that that was uh that was a surprise for sure i did not mind the character i thought it was a cool character oh yeah i, I agree yes I just didn't understand why she was needed and truly where she fit in with the show. Because when we see her, when, for, ahead, when we see her in the finale, mm-hmm. it's like cool. It's someone else who could who's here to help. Mm-hmm. But I still don't understand her role. Right. the The role. I I think the best way to describe her was she is a Deus Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. They. When they were setting up the season, they were setting up the story arcs. Mm-hmm. They knew that the 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 big boss endgame, mm. uh, we'll just say that, uh, was going to be too powerful for the prote- the main protagonist to defeat right on her own. So they said, okay, we need we need an ally. We need someone who is very powerful, who also could not beat the BBEG on their own, <laughs> but the two of them together could. <laughs> yes, yes. And I typically – see, I don't – I'll be completely honest with you guys. I did not watch that episode. I did not watch that episode with her in it. Because I was trying to get through the series, so I had to prioritize. And right. the thing I like best about What If is it takes characters we already know. We already know their stories. Right, right, right. And twists those stories around to see how things may have come out differently had other said one small decision be made, like Captain Carter – it's like, you know, Steve couldn't go into the sarcophagus, so she did. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just a little thing like that, and you just see you know, the ripple effect of what happens after that. Right. So if you give me a brand new character I had never seen before, my interest just isn't there. Mm-hmm. Now, will I go back and watch it? Probably. But it was not, it was not a priority for me going around this time. Right. But having said that, I enjoyed her in the season finale. Again, I enjoyed her. I enjoyed the character. I just didn't understand how she fit, except for what we saw with her battling Sorcerer Supreme. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude, spoiler alert. (laughs) Uh, Hello, it's been a couple weeks. I know, I know. So, no, (laughs) Coulson's not talking this episode, is she? Uh, All right. Oh, spoiler alert. Happy. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Thank you. Giving in like that, we got to watch Thursday. Hail Hydra. <laughs> yeah, enough said. Um, again, I enjoyed the role, or I enjoyed the character. I just didn't understand her role in the series, except 
oh, we're going to introduce this new character who who's going to work with Peggy to defeat Steven. Mm. Okay. Cool. Okay. But okay. kind of preluding to next week when we talk about Echo, mm-hmm. I was disappointed that she does, even though she's a different tribe, she's Mohawk. Mm-hmm. Surprised she didn't show up in Echo. Okay, so let me so so let me let me post this question: What if it had been Echo in that episode of What If versus Kahari? Kahori, excuse me. Um, I think it would have worked, but there's things from Echo which I can't speak on yet because neither one of you two have caught up. Right. I've, I've seen the whole thing. I've caught up. Echo would have had to have come out before What If, nor for it to have made sense why Echo was in What If. Okay. But with what they did with Kahari, I'm surprised she was not involved in the Echo series. Mm. Even even in a brief flashback after she runs into, after Echo, Maya runs into um, to Hawkeye slash mm. Roman right. into, with Clint. Mm-hmm. So mm. just a thought. Just Again, I, I want to see more of this character, and I would love to see the comics take her further. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how they're going to do it. Well, I know how they could do it. I don't know if they will do it. That's that's my question. Okay. Will they do it? Okay. Should they do it? Yes. Will they do it? I don't know. Cool. That's that's all I've got to say. Now, my number four. Wow, we really we really went <laughs> long on this, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. I, my apologies. Um, my number four. I really loved how we picked up with the end of season one. How we go like three, four episodes in with Peggy before we get season two or with Peggy in the Hydra Stomper becoming more the Shield Stomper. Well, well, the Hydra Hydra Stomper, instead of stomping out Hydra, is stomping out for Hydra at this point. Right. Very much a a Winter Soldier twist. Yes. And I love that. I I enjoyed that. that. I think we called that when the first season came out. That when we you know, we see the Hydra Stomper in the crate, right? But we don't see what happens after that. And I know one of us made that analogy. I said, "Watch mm-hmm. Steve be the Winter Soldier now." Yes, right. I think it was you that said it. Yeah. So well, regardless, somebody here said it. One of us said it. Right. We're, we're freaking geniuses. We are. I did not predict Bucky Barnes as Secretary of Defense. No, that was, no. that was cool. That was awesome. And I, and I, lo- I loved how they, they turned the tables of Bucky trying to talk Steve down instead yes. of Steve talking Bucky. Down. See, that's what I love about what if you twist the roles around. Which, again, going back to Kahari, if she was already an established character somewhere, mm-hmm. then putting her in with this twist would have been great. But to establish a new character like this, when there's so many other characters they could have done. I appreciate the character. I want to see more. I just don't think she worked with the series this season. If there's season three, there better be more Kahari where they throw more twist with her. Right. Like maybe she slowly becomes the new sorceress. I could see it. And I think I just gave my number three away. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and go on to number three. And I already gave my number three. I want to see Kahari become the new. I want her to be like the Luke Skywalker of wanting to. Tickle the dark side and tickle the, the realms of being Sorcerer Supreme, but not go completely. It sounds like you want her to be the next Ray. Could be. Which is basically the same thing as Luke. Yeah. Right. Mm. So, yeah. Eric, you're number three. My number three overall, I think this was a much stronger season than the first one. 
it was less interconnected. And I think that what if stands best when it's not connected. Right. I, and I, when I, I say not as connected, I mean you're not pulling everybody in from the rest of the season just to fight a bad guy. Right, right. The interconnectivity, the interconnectivity is basically Captain Carter jumping from dimension to dimension. Right. And I am totally down with that because give me Captain Carter until the cows come home. Right. right. She, I think she is becoming the new face of the MCU outside of the live action. Yes. 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 I agree. And the the interconnection seems more organic here. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, it's the it, – yes, Captain Carter is, is jumping around. And, yes, we have Kahari and Doctor Strange showing up from previous episodes. And, oh, dear Lord, in the everybody out – to fight each other scenes that that was a big old buffet of Easter eggs there. Yeah. And, and I thought it was wonderful. So mm-hmm. you got, you got the references from other episodes. It, it was almost gratuitous to an extent, but it was wonderful. Right. Right. So yes, I think this is a much stronger season because it wasn't as connected and it wasn't as, forced connection. Right. Right. So that's my three. Island, you're number three. Uh, Two words. 1602. Finally. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I was waiting. Uh, You know, that was something I believe we talked about when What If was announced. Uh, That that was the go-to. Like, are we going to get 1602? Uh, Yes. So I loved... The 1602 episode, it, it it was everything that I, I I just enjoyed it, and I loved. I you know the thing, uh, other thing I loved was how even in 1602, uh, Happy has the I guess the Hulk gene in him now. Yes. Oh yeah, um, he 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 got it uh, from previous. Yeah, right. From Happy Hogan Saves Christmas. Yeah. Right. And I love that that was something that carried over into yes. two. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I've been waiting for, I was, you know, that's once I'm hoping, are we going to get 1602? Then it was announced. And I'm like, I'm trying to not to get my hopes up. But no, it, it met everything that I was hoping for. Oh, yes. Absolutely love that. Mm hmm. I loved I love practically every character in that episode. Well, yes. I, I love the twist too of all right, I'm gonna hold this is gonna be my number two. Okay. Okay. So if y'all are ready for number two. Let's do number two. Number two. Eric. I I just said it. Happy Hogan Saves Christmas is probably the best episode of the bunch. I said what I said. <laughs> because Because it was like the ultimate homage episode to Die Hard, to A Christmas Story, to basic to to Ocean's Eleven. Yes, uh, you know, just to all you know, so many references thrown together in one giant package, and it was it was just it was uh, I couldn't have asked for a better episode, even the sixteen oh two one. 
I, I thought with Happy Hogan Saves Christmas, nod to Die Hard. Yes. Was sweet. Yes. I, I you know, and it wasn't just like the the overt stuff. I mean, it was even even um when uh, gosh, I can't think of her name. Darcy? Well yeah, when Darcy walks out of the, the bodega and she's looking and the image that it almost it, it was almost reminiscent of when Sergeant Powell walks out of the convenience store and he looks and you know and you know there's Nakatomi Plaza right down the street. You know? <laughs> just like it just, it just it, the tiny those tiny moments from that movie that they got in there and you know, yes. So yeah, I, I loved it. And you know, you know me, I'm a diehard freak, so yeah. No. <laughs> so Kylan, you're number two. My number two is kind of funny because this is kind of like uh, what you guys were just talking about. Captain Carter is center stage. In essence, she is, you know, uh, and I and I loved it. I love how, you know, we're getting her, you know, she, she's, she's hopping through time and she's and I don't know if this means that we're going to get a team called the Guardians of the of the Multiverse. You know, I, I find it interesting that um, the Watcher uses that phrase a lot. But, you know, we you know to, to see Captain Carter figure so prominently and yet it, it works in each situation that she's in, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I. I would love to have more Captain Carter, so I'm on board. Yeah, I I'm, I I love that. I think the Guardians of the Multiverse thing was basically just carrying over from last from last season because mm-hmm. that's what that's what the Watcher called them then, and mm-hmm. so it's kind of like the "Hey, where are they now?" segment on right. VH1. It's <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's just kind of like, hey, you were a guardian of the multiverse. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So, yeah. Well, for me, my number two is going back to what Island was referring with 1602. Mm-hmm. How about the oddity of Steve along with Peggy? <laughs> I thought that was a very interesting take. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Steve is kind of like Robin Hood. Well, not only Robin Hood. Not but Robin Hood. Rogers Hood. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, Rogers, Rogers Hood. Hood. Yeah. But he is also from the future. Oh yeah, that's right, huh? So, hmm. I think that was just the writer being incredibly cruel. Yes. Yeah. It's it's becoming a recurring theme. It's kind of like every time Peggy and Steve look like they're about to to restart the relationship, one of them has to leave. Yeah, yeah he yanked away. Just, yeah. Love gets yeeted out the dimension. Mm. Not cool, man. Yeah. No. So. Number one. Eric. Okay. Um, my number one, clearly there's going to be a what if season three. I think that was, te- you couldn't have telegraphed that any, any more clearly. <laughs> uh, and it's, and it's going to tie, it's going to have a tie in with Loki season two. Yes. Yes. What I want. I want, of course, we're going to get more Captain Carter, and that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I really want Nova Core Nebula to make a return. Yeah, mm-hmm. because yeah, it, it, when 
yes, Happy Hogan Saves Christmas is my favorite one out of the bunch. But you know the 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 Nebula episode and the sixteen oh two episode, those were very much neck and neck for number two. Yeah, just because. And this is the wonderful thing about Marvel and the wonderful thing about animation. You can cover any genre you want. And the wonderful right. thing about Tiggers. But the most wonderful thing about Tiggers is that he's the only one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. the fact that you started off with a hard-boiled you know, detective war kind of thing set on an alien planet, mm-hmm. it, it had a very strong Blade Runner vibe. Yes, it did. Yes, yes. And seeing Nebula be- essentially become the new Yondu, mm-hmm. and you finally see Howard the Duck. Mike, uh-huh. how did we not talk about this yet? They're still number one for me. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, I'm going to leave that alone. Then. We are on number ones, yes? Yes, we are on number ones. Thursday? Number one. All right. So, yeah, hold, hold them horses. Okay. okay. So, go ahead, Eric. I'm done. I just, I want, I thought that was my number one. Uh, so my number one is that we got two new Avengers teams. Uh, I love the one that, that we got. Uh, what if the Avengers had uh, had uh, assembled in, was it 1987? Yes, yeah, something like that in the 80s. Yeah. And I, you know what? That was an awesome team. Uh <laughs> Um, it, and you know, and uh, we technically we got two teams out of that because you no, know, you got the Avengers team and you got the beginnings of a young Avengers team also. Technically, yeah, but um, we got we got Lawrence Fishburne's character. Yes, we yeah. did. I can't remember his hero name, but Giant Man. Giant Man. Okay. Yeah, and and yet again, there was the debate about how big he could get uh, between him and uh, him and uh, Hank. Hank, <laughs> just yo, know, I don't know. That, that just that, that that was just awesome. So, uh, and uh, you know, Peggy Carter was leading the team. You know, take Peggy taking the role of Nick Fury. You know, and, yeah, yeah, you know, not Captain Carter, Peggy no. Carter. Yes, Peggy Carter. So, uh, which you know, that this was in essence the Peggy that we would see in. The first was it the first Ant Man like we would go back in time and you know we would see early Shield and all that stuff yeah yeah I thought so. that was uh, in game was it in game I was in game might be game yeah so with director Peggy yeah in game yes yes and you notice the Project Pegasus stuff was very like the logos and everything was very Shield esque yes yes it was yes it was so. So yeah, I you know I, I love that we got, you know that we got two uh, two new Avengers teams and um, I don't know. There's this part of me would like to see see something of them also, you know, uh, especially you know what happens you no know, when they if if that team uh, moves into the 90s, who do we still have? Do we have anyone new? You know, yeah. so that's that. My number one. Hmm? That I had to go on a little rampage up with Eric with because he couldn't <laughs> wait. Howard, the casino owner. Oh my gosh. There it is. Of course, of course. Had to be co- coerced into helping Nebula when Nebula dangled. Novacore will take your liquor license away. Look, it's all just a matter of motivation. 
Yeah. Right. But yes, when when I when I heard he doesn't want to be disturbed, he's on a winning streak. I kind of like don't tell me. I knew he was, was. I knew he was in an episode. I didn't realize he was in the very first episode. I figured mm-hmm. it would either because we saw Groot, and we saw Korg, right? And we saw Meek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when when he when he said the boss is on a winning streak, on a hot streak, I was thinking, okay, this is either Howard or it is Rocket. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw Rock, when I saw Howard, I was kind of like, this is going to be Mike's favorite episode. It is, yeah. Oh, it is. And it was more, to me, that episode was made more by Howard than it was Nebula. That's a very, very close second with Nebula. (laughs) Sorry. Howard's going to win out every time. And I thought Seth Green did amazing as the voice talent for Howard in the series. Like he has in the season one. He really, I think this is the best Howard performance he has done between Guardians and What If to date. Yeah. And I I thought his previous What If was very, what was tops before this. Yeah. Well, his previous appearances on What If, they were primarily for comic relief. Right. He was more integrated as part of the essential part of the story this time around. Mm-hmm. Right. And it made sense because, you know, the hardball detective noir feel, you know, he's a not quite legal establishment owner and operator who is an ally of the hardball detective. Right. He just had he just had a bit of comic to it, just enough to make it fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I he did have a I, I felt like he had a very strong role in the episode he was in in season one because he's carrying Scott's head around when, when they're dealing with when Scott's asking what's going on and it's the mm-hmm. whole zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Right. Right. Which I still want to get that Marvel Legends figure <laughs> of Howard with Scott's head. I have yet to see it and I'm probably going to end up having to do it, go on Hasbro Pulse and get it. Mm. So, mm. but for any field agent who's out there listening, I am recovering. <laughs> From surgery and make a great get well gift. Just kidding. Just kidding. So any final thoughts, gentlemen? Um, I'm hoping that we don't have to wait so long as long for season three as we did for season two. My final thought is I'm glad we finally got the missing episode from season one mm-hmm. in season two. Yeah. I, I w- after seeing it, I almost wish they kept it in season one. Same mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Because then that would have left room for another Howard episode in season two. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. My final thought, season three, more Howard. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Let's get more Howard. <laughs> so on that note, who would like to call it this week? Uh, you know what? I guess I'll do it. All right. Well, um, Thursday, if you would. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope. Just time to go dark. Batman is playing Galaga. 
thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. <laughs>